Hello, it's Ryan from Communication Platform at uh, www.communicationplatform.org. And today we're continuing our four-part series, a four-part series on human trafficking. And that includes, unfortunately, everything from child sex trafficking to modern day um, prostitution of women that is disguised as prostitution, but is really sex trafficking. And of course, human slave labor, which is uh, still a real thing, goes on. A lot of folks that, that I talk to, um, when we introduce this to areas that you know, they might not even know if it's going on in their country and they you know, depending on what their background is, if they don't know about this stuff, they are usually quite astonished to know that in lots of parts of the world, um, that there's still actual human slaves out there, uh, in slave labor and, um, not just, you know, somebody locked into, you know, a basement in their own country, but actually getting trafficked across borders as a slave. It's crazy. It's disgusting. It's pathetic, but it's reality. So we got to do something about it. All our community leaders out there and professionals in different areas. Uh, that is why we are going through our action list. And I'm just going to pick up where I left off. This is, this is part two of the four-part series. And today we're going to just pick up with community participation. And um, this is uh, just the idea that every everybody... You know, so we talked about having a focus group of different, you know, kind of um, elected leaders out of, you know, every different branch between either police or military, medical for doctors and nurses and teachers and your municipal government workers and spiritual leaders and uh, all that. But now we need to go ahead and talk about the entire community, every single person in your village, town or city um, to be able to. Um, take some real responsibility in that area for any and all abducted children or adults. And, um, and we want to make sure um, that basically everybody knows that they need to be on board for speaking up if they see something that doesn't make sense because the police or, you know, any kind of focused, uh, you know, a group, or if it's a local NGO or a charity, nonprofit, whoever it is, who's kind of taking uh, hold of this problem, they won't be able to be everywhere all at once. And so you need all eyes and ears on the ground to know about when something doesn't look right. If there's some man or woman there, that doesn't look like they belong. Um, and that's a really, uh, that's, that's, that's really, really important, you know? Yeah, and I think um, I think the best thing to do is to make sure that everybody knows. I'm just thinking about that action piece. Everybody should know not only to look for unusual things, but to know exactly, exactly who they're going to immediately report to, which is almost always some branch or uh, unit out of the local police. Um, but it needs to be but but everyone needs to be on board that they know exactly who their their first go-to person is in your area uh, for what they see you know which branch of the police which police officer which you know how are they going to contact them all those details that's like kind of the the follow up to that all right next we have restoring family relationships um 
So it's really important that in addition to community participation, uh, and the other thing I should mention real quick about community participation is it should also create, you, you know, there should be a feeling, not just like, oh, I'll speak up if I see something weird. There should be an overwhelming sense of your community gives a damn about the problem and that your community is willing to do whatever it takes to fix the problem. Because there are going to be, if you're successful, a lot of trafficked people, man, woman, or child, that are going to be um, you know, back to their home area. And you want to be in an area where you feel like people give a damn about the problem. Same thing with child soldiers. When we talk about child soldier reintegration, you want those child soldiers, when you get them out, you know, and back to their local community, you want people to know um, that they give a damn and that they, sh- you know, do some kind of whatever it is, some com- community, you know, organized event or something, you know, to show like, you know, these are problems we won't stand for. And, um, and that, that's a really important atmosphere to create. Um, yeah. So restoring family relationships. Um, this is, I mean, the, so there's all these hellish stories we've worked with and that if you talk to people who are either in the medical or the NGO field or special police or military, they'll tell you stories about, you know, young, usually often young girls, young teenage girls, they've suffered everything from all the different STDs, uh, sexual uh, transmitted diseases to having, you know, abortions, um, from being raped and all this just horrible, horrible stuff. And um, it's really important because a lot of cultures, you know, have, you know, look at these things pretty, you know, unfairly and even pathetically and stupidly, and you got to rise above the culture. Remember, that's a big part of you being better person for your areas, rising above any cultural stupidity that, you know, the, they're, you know, these uh, people, these women, and especially children, and especially young girls need to know that there is like real, you know, uh, support for them, regardless of what they've suffered and regardless of what the cultural take is on, um, you know, uh, these kind of things you know, happening, you know, and they, in some cultures view that as being tarred or, you know, uh, tainted, you don't, you want to break that and crush that and let them know that they are welcomed with open arms, regardless of what they went through, regardless of what they were forced to do. That's super important. You, you gotta, gotta make sure that their actual families are um, well-educated about how to uh, look at that, you know? And so um, moving on. So, okay, school opportunities. We talk about including primary and secondary school teachers, but let's talk about the actual organized learning opportunities um, in the actual primary and secondary schools. So we talked about, you know, in the last one, keeping families smart about having smart conversations about stranger safety and all that. But you don't want to ever count on just parents in the home to do the right thing. You need to do it formally through the school day. And this is something you would do um, with actual activities through primary and secondary school, talking about the problem with kids, talking about screening for it and detecting it. You know, if they think somebody's at risk for, Um, being trafficked um, and, you know, uh, you know, what would a child say if, you know, they thought, you know, that so-and-so was getting involved, if one of their, you know, friends in the school 
we're getting involved with the wrong people or we're, we're being, um, uh, uh, so-called groomed by the wrong people. This is something really important you want to do. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, that's, that, that's an important one to make sure that we have, um, some actual training that goes on with that. Okay. Um, apprenticeship or, and this is, this is, this next one would be for those whom are successfully reintegrated into your community. And this would be apprenticeship and apprenticeship uh, and income generating training. So we want to make sure that if there are victims of human trafficking, and, and again, I'm talking everything from men to women to children, because that's a broad topic. Human trafficking can be, you know, from everything from labor um, to, uh, you know, the forced prostitution to child sex trafficking, all that ugly stuff that those people, if they go back and they're successfully found and protected and reintegrated, there needs to be some formal job training for them. And again, this gets into the community aspect of showing them that they are openly accepted, open arms, regardless of what they suffered back in their uh, home community, because that's often the best place for them is back home in a community that supports them, a family that supports them. But it can't just be community support and family support. They need a job, right? They'll, um, or even a child, eventually, as they become teenager, they'll need a job. So you want to make sure that there is some kind of formal training program for those that have suffered this so they can get reintegrated into kind of the local day-to-day business, you know, economy and all that. And it also gives them some meaning and purpose, something to do um, Again, not so much for young children who are um, uh, rescued and brought back, but especially for more, you know, teenagers to older teens to young adults, this is really important that there's something waiting for them. And so having a formal apprenticeship or kind of job training program for, and that goes, this is exactly, exactly the same for child soldier reintegration, by the way, for child soldiers, you never would bring back a child soldier um, to a community and say, uh, okay, here, you're, you know, you're 17 now, and just, you know, um, goodbye, <laughs> you know, like after they're brought back and reintegrated, they, there needs to be a formal plan. And usually that, that turns into some kind of occupational training um, for reintegration to, into society. So uh, even if it's an internship-based thing, that's a volunteer period, that's still much better than nothing. They need meaning, they need purpose. Um, and so that's that's something uh, to have. Um, and then I think the next uh, we talked about, you know, community stuff. So for recreational activities, um, making sure that those people, um, again, adult or child, are reintegrated, not just into the, you know, workforce labor for jobs and job training, but to make sure that there's some recreational activities, some recreational um fun things that they are a part of, whatever it is, dance or poetry or sports, recreational stuff. Um, And so that's, that's very important too. So I think uh, we will cut it from there. And then tomorrow we will get back to our uh, part three. All right. Bye for now.